Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our December heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones is now live at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. December's theme is a holiday celebration of joy and happiness. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guest for this morning is Kathy Curran. Kathy is an author, family astrologer, lifestyle design consultant, Gallup certified strength coach, and an adjunct professor at Pepperdine University Graduate School of Education and Psychology. As a family astrologist and lifestyle design coach, Kathy works with individuals and families to develop happier and more fulfilling lifestyles using the ancient wisdom of astrology, mindful practices, and up-to-date design techniques. She tends to the interiors of the self and the stage of one's life through their home, office, and living places, creating spaces people want to be in. Kathy believes our homes should provide a living area reflecting our authenticity and a life lived purposefully. Connecting one's inner self with the outer world she brings to her design to assist in creating environments that support individuals through life and all of its transitions. Kathy is also our featured expert contributor for our Inspirations for Better Living digital magazines since our premiere edition in May of 2021. Her column, Kitchen Table Conversations, always offers something inspiring and empowering. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her December story titled, Enjoy. As for our kitchen table conversation this morning, Kathy and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and about life, love, and laughter, the essence of Joyful Living 360. Good morning, Kathy. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today? Oh, good morning, Johnny. I'm doing great. It's always a pleasure to be able to chat with you. So thank you for having me. Wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you with me. And one of the most important questions, actually, did you make it onto Santa's Nights list this year? I did. Surprisingly, <laughs> I did. Well, good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, Let yeah. us start by getting to know you a little better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. And by the way, we oh. do have the whole hour here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, thank you. We might need we might might need the week. No. So, uh, but thank you, thank you for asking that question. 
uh, because so much of my experience has brought me to where I am and uh, motivated me to do the work that that I'm doing. But, uh, you know, I was second youngest of a family of six. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs, which was a great place for kids to run through cornfields and enjoy those winters and the snow and, um, you know, and, and then having so many siblings, um, we had some good good fun and we had some some you know issues that all children do uh, but <laughs> i think i think the uh, you know much of my childhood as much as i enjoyed the freedom that i had um you know it wasn't I was probably going into the fifth grade when my parents divorced. And, of course, that was a time when it wasn't, uh, it was a little more taboo. It wasn't as common. Um, And so I carried a lot of shame around that. Now, you know, my other siblings, you know, all had a different experience than I did. But uh, that really gave me this interest in trying to figure out, um, you know, why, why do we, make the decisions what how are we you know parts of um, these interactions that sometimes can be positive and other times you know not so great um, but what happened was while I was um, finishing up high school I was in this great rush I wasn't sure where I was going I graduated high school in three years and I wanted to go on uh, for psychology and I remember one of my classmates said to me, well, you know, everyone that goes into that field has something wrong. And that really <laughs> resonated with me. I can laugh about that now. Yeah. But it really it really struck me because I knew there was something wrong with what mm-hmm. was going on in my home. Um, there was a lot of chaos and disruption. And later I learned my dad had mental health issues. Right. So and I think many listeners can relate to that. Um, we are, you know, it's something that wasn't talked about, just like divorce. But I'm so happy that we're having the conversations around that today um, because so many of us are touched by issues of that sort. Right. But but um, so I wound up getting married. At a young age of 18, I I had um, my my two children. I'm now a grandmother, but um, I really was struggling in those early years. I to find an identity for myself um, and and who I wanted to be in the world. And um, I'm still I'm still learning and growing, but um, it it took some time. It took my divorce to really understand that we live in a world of um, a lot of things are out of our control, but we have many little choices throughout our day that can make a big difference. So um, it was those experiences that later um, I, at middle age, went back to get my degree in psychology, clinical psychology. And um, so I, you know, I, one of my mentors years back was Les Brown, and he would say, if you don't follow your dreams, your dreams will find you. And I think we all, and this is what astrology <laughs> teaches me as well, we yeah. come into the world with some gifts, with, with that identity is there. It just takes some time to uncover it for some of us. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, I think that's probably today. I'm grandmother of three granddaughters. Uh, I'm doing work that I love. Um, and I just, uh, I feel blessed that, that I can wake up in the morning looking forward. Um, because I know when I work with individuals with a career, that's not, it's not always the case. Not mm-hmm. all of us are that fortunate. So. So, yeah, I'm always happy to to talk about the work that I do. Fantastic. That's really wonderful. You mentioned a little bit about, like, how family life and that sort of your experience kind of led you to the study of areas of discipline that you end up going into. (laughs) When we look from a general perspective, how does the dynamics of early relationships within our family shape the rest of our lives? It's it is the foundation. It's how we we learn to interact with others, to learn what's acceptable, to how to get along. I mean, if I look at my family of six mm-hmm. siblings, our personalities are so different, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being able to interact with those people, but um, just you know, and I always think about how. Uh, I believe all parents want the best for their kids, but recognizing how our actions are such a huge part of um, what kids pick up and how they Mm -hmm. interact um, in thinking about, uh, you know, what what can I take with me from that early child? Because there's a lot good that comes of it. But our lives are changing so significantly, um, and hopefully we're all growing. But being able to kind of see how um, we can take what we the good that we've learned and build on that. But um, there's so much research that that uh, often we can even create uh, dynamics like we had growing up in our work environments for good mm-hmm. or bad, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it really is so much a part of who we are, um, those dynamics that uh, we we have at a young age, especially, you know, we think about when we're able to talk and and interact with others, but so much is taken in before mm-hmm. before we can. Right. Um, and so they, I, I think... For me, when I recognized the value of my actions, you know, as a parent, it it really was a game changer for me and in how I presented myself to my kids and now to my granddaughters. Mm-hmm. But I can mm-hmm. say, just like everybody else, I am um, I, I deal with the the ups and downs and the challenges each day. As much as I know, as much as I'm growing, um, mm-hmm. new things turn up, and and um, it's a it's a way for us to again recognize what more we have to to provide and and to encourage for both ourselves and others. Right, right, so true. One of the things that I realized over the years is that our home basically is the first classroom that we're all enrolled in. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, for better or worse, I know the exception to the rules, but when it's all said and done, it is the first classroom. So you learn the good stuff, the bad stuff, and the ugly stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And so, I, you know, it really, 
motivates and inspires me. Uh, mm-hmm. Some time ago, um, I, like you, was doing a podcast early on before, before I had an education. And I mm-hmm. did it because I felt it was so important for parents to know what options they have, to look into areas that maybe they hadn't thought of. Um, I think back to one of my first parenting classes that I went through, through the county, and um, I really was struggling, Johnny. I didn't, you know, we we learn what our parents know, and our parents, like, there is no education for parents until you're in it, and then you can read the books. But that's not the same as living it 24-7, right? Right, right. So, um, but anyway, I think, um, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, think about what what else, you know, I think the, the... what really struck me, and again, which brings me back to how different and unique we all are from personality and how we come into the world, which mm-hmm. our astrological charts represent, is that, um, you know, there's, there's lessons we're here to learn, there's potential that we have, um, and I think there's, there's this dichotomy to life that we begin to understand that's both good and bad. And sometimes those, I mean, if I look back at, at some of the things um, from an earlier time, um, they've taught me compassion. They've taught mm-hmm. me patience. They've they've given me a different outlook on life. Um, and so we really, um, I think, you know, being able to understand that as parents, um, we're not going to get it right every time. Right. We are all doing the best. My parents did the best they knew how to do, um, as I'm sure their parents did. But mm-hmm. but there's always, if we can just um, be present, uh, look at ourselves, what mm-hmm. how we're contributing to certain uh, situations. Uh, I mean, as I said, I I fall back just like everybody else. You can talk to my kids, and they'll tell you I'm not the perfect parent. But but we can aspire to right. to be better, right? Right. And right. Uh, and and recognize life mm-hmm. is full of experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, and to not be so so hard on ourselves when it comes right. to that parenting role. Right. So true. So true. So what is the motivation behind you learning and mastering family astrology? I know you mentioned mm-hmm. it several times and some sort of a correlation here. So please tell us about that. Okay. Well, it all started back, I mean, I was in my 20s. It was, it was um, I picked up, it was a book called uh, Love Science by Linda Goodman. This was a huge you know, I don't know, maybe a thousand-page book on all of the wow. different. Um, to me, uh, you know, how we interact um, through our sun sign, but but also how we interact with others, right? How what some of those challenges might be, 
um, what the easy flow might be. And, and it was just a coffee table book. When friends would come over, we would look <laughs> at it. it. You know, it was fun. And then later on in um, life, I wound up, um, I had a health issue. And at the time, I didn't have health insurance. And so um, a friend of mine had referred me to an acupuncturist, and the acupuncturist was also uh, a family astrologer, and or not a family, but a medical astrologer. And I remember uh, he was looking at my chart, and he was pointing out things that I didn't really quite understand how um, how he knew what issues I had with my body, um, how he could look at this you know, circle of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, symbols. And so I, I, at the end of that conversation, I said, you know, um, I'd really be interested to know about how this it reflects my personal life. During that time, I was going through a lot of upheaval and a lot of change in my life. And so he had suggested to me that I um, contact his instructor, well, I did, and it, and and the first meeting was myself, just to kind of be introduced to his work and how he worked with it. And then later, I had a meeting with my teenage daughter and myself, and mm. I was amazed at how he was able to articulate our relationship based on putting those two charts together. So as someone who really wanted to understand myself, grow into myself, to understand how to better uh, interact with the people in my life. Um, I really, I just just dove in and really starting to immerse myself in looking at how these things come into play. And so much of my uh, initial interest was around family. So this just made sense to me. And so uh, I, I think it just brings such a benefit to individuals. There's a um, therapist who says people who people are who, we, who they are, not who we want them to be. And, and that really, uh, I think, is a, is a great representation of, again, how we interact and how different we can be and that people aren't necessarily doing things to us. They're mm-hmm. just being who they are. Now, that doesn't mean that gives people the free reign to, to you know, right. do not such nice things. But I think it's just incredibly helpful um, in the sense of a parent who may have a, more than one child. I know myself. I would look at one, I would say the same thing to both. One would <laughs> perceive it differently than the other, and I would think, oh, what What am I not understanding? Well, yeah. what I wasn't understanding was the, how they're receiving that information or how I might better communicate uh, for them to understand what I was saying. And again, it goes back to personality and, mm-hmm. and uh, how we develop within those personalities. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So when did the concept get integrated into a person's lifestyle design? Uh, When I was finishing up my 
master's degree, and I mm-hmm. was thinking, how how do I put together all of these things that are important to me that have made a difference in my life to utilize it and package in a way that might benefit others. And so um, part of my training was in career, and I still work largely with uh, individuals on career, making changes and transitions. And um, so that piece is about this this concept that we're not looking, most of us don't look uh, at our positions or our work as just the only way that we find, uh, I guess we're talking about joy, right? Find mm-hmm. something that we're, we're uh, immersed and engaged in, but that it's a lifestyle. And for each one of us, that may be different. For those who really are uh, achieving and and uh, maybe at a part of their life, you know, an early part where they're raising families, that achievement piece might be more. But the idea is that under more we can understand ourselves, the more we can create a lifestyle that represents that. Now, the challenge comes when you're working within families. How do you do that, right, within a home? And so being able to um, kind of draw those uh, individuals into, you know, uh, a composite chart of maybe three, four, five different people, now you can look at what can, how do we create a space that not only works for individual but for those within uh, that, that, that family and, and mm-hmm. create spaces for them. So it really mm-hmm. was a result of um, myself understanding that um, the things that I wanted uh, at this point in my life were different than mm-hmm. what I, I was able to do. Certainly, I enjoyed aspects of them, but uh, being able to, um, you know, support who individuals are um, within spaces that and in a lifestyle that represents them. Very interesting, very, very interesting. Now, when you look back in time as a woman and as a mother and now a grandmother, did the knowledge gained from all the above concept that you have been fluent with influence the synergy of the various roles that you have in your life? Oh, absolutely. And uh, and when you, that's another area that most of us are playing multiple roles, right? Mm-hmm. You, we're... Mm-hmm. we're You're talking about kind of this graduation of staffs Mm -hmm. throughout our life. Um, (laughs) But so much of today, uh, each of us are are in and out of different spaces and places and and juggling different things. So for me, um, yes, that knowledge is what – now let me me put it this way. My questions Mm -hmm. um, that drove me to the knowledge was the motivation. Mm-hmm. I, again, most of my work started from how am I, how am I to parent? Like this isn't always working for me. I don't understand. <laughs> what should I be, 
what am I not getting? What should I not be doing? Or feeling guilty about not understanding something. And I think these are, I think all parents can relate at one point or another, no matter how much we know or don't know. I mean, listen, I've got Mm -hmm. all the textbook knowledge, and I still don't. um, There's a lot that I know, but that doesn't mean that it works for every situation. That's right. It's very true. The interesting thing about it, you can read all these things, and that's the learned side of the equation. Then you have the individualization of each individual, mm-hmm. which is yes. totally different. Yes, and and I share with the students that I teach that, you know, theory goes so far. It's when you're sitting mm-hmm. across from someone, mm-hmm. that's when the real real knowledge and the real experience yeah. comes into yeah. play because... Every scenario, I mean, just when you think things won't surprise you, they do. People have right. unique experiences. Right, And right. the human, and what is always amazing to me is the power of the human spirit and what people overcome and mm-hmm. how they go forward. It's. It, I feel like my work is, is very, and not only do I, uh, aspire to inspire others, but those I work mm-hmm. with are, are inspiring as well. Wonderful. How does mindful meditation fit into the equation? Oh, you know what? I have I have used uh, a meditation practice. I would say for probably close to thirty years, um, and for myself. It's a huge component of my day, how my day runs, where ideas come from, um, how I sustain my health. You know, being able to sit in in solitude and just um, not necessarily, you know, the, to me the difference is in prayer where generally we're 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 talking to. God, the universe, whoever, however we perceive that. But in meditation is where we receive. And so often I will, an idea will come into my mind. And I, I and to, to speak to, to the importance of that, um, I think of, you know, back years back when psychology began and, and Jung talked about the collective uh consciousness and mm-hmm. uh, I spent some time in in Minneapolis with a healing group and one of the one of the experiences I had was everyone came together after the first of the year and I want to say that it was called a something like a dream soup where everyone shared the first dream they had um, of the year and it was um, uh, the woman that was running it was uh, in, I don't know if she was full Japanese, but anyway, she was an artist, very involved in dream work. And what amazed me was how we um, all had kind of these similar symbols that showed up and um, how we, you know, that there was something we were all pulling from. So for me, Mindfulness meditation practice helps me manage my anxiety when thing when I get anxious if if I've got too much going on and feeling overwhelmed it helps me to um, to 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 find answers and to things that I've been working on or um, just 
peace of mind, just to find a mm-hmm. peaceful spot amongst all of the chaos. So for me, it's a practice that I can't do without. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, there were times when uh, people would say, well, I, I don't have time for a, a meditation practice. <laughs> and I feel like I, I gain time because of what, what happens mm-hmm. for me in, mm-hmm. in that sacred space. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Is there a correlation, a very strong correlation, I guess, in some ways between our environment and our success? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there used to be uh, this research would share that, you know, environment was maybe 40%, 60% genetics. Mm -hmm. Now it's moving to the other end. And let's face it, any of us who've been in a not-so-good or a toxic work environment, uh, we know how environment affects us. Mm-hmm. Certainly it can support us um, or it can distract from our success. And so uh, what we surround ourselves with, and Johnny, I know you do a lot of different types of work yourself, and everything is energy. So. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a human being, whether it's things that surround us, uh, maybe artwork, something someone's given us as a gift, all of that is either supporting us or taking from us. That's true. What happens is that I enjoy being at different environment, different situations. And this is interesting because when I'm with the elderly people that I do community service and whatnot, the joy that I receive is different than, say, the joy I receive in a different scenario, a different situation. Mm-hmm. It's very rewarding. All of it is very rewarding. <laughs> yeah, and and I think we want to remind ourselves, too, especially, you know, as parents, we, we give a lot. I give a lot uh, throughout our day, but also reminding ourselves of the value of doing those things that feed us. Right, mm-hmm. and they may not be something that somebody else enjoys, but um, to be able to put ourselves in those places that mm-hmm. we feel, uh, like you said, it's rewarding. We feel like we're giving, we're giving to others, but we're also giving to ourselves. Right. I'm glad you brought that up again because what happens is that it's not about us; it's about them. Are you contributing to someone's happiness? That's the way I look mm-hmm. at it. For me, there are three basic human desires in life. No matter how old, young, or whatever you want to call it, people are all wanting to be happy, to be blessed, and to live an abundant life. The question is, what are you doing to contribute to someone's happiness, be a blessing to them, and perhaps Mm -hmm. contribute to them to achieving their abundance? And that may very well be writing a $10,000 check, but that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) 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 It's more about how are you contributing to help them to achieve that abundance in terms of knowledge, material wealth, or whatever you want to call it, and everything else they have on their to-do list, for lack of a better term. And I would add to that to really be fully present. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about meditation, but if we're doing things that are um, taking too much, I think it's time to make a switch and do something in a space where we're still giving, but it's not depleting. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I agree, you know, being able to, uh, you know, we're talking about the holidays coming up, to be able to not overload ourselves, to, but to be joyful in those moments while we're giving without overextending, you know, who we are and the energy we have. And um, it can be done. I think it's just a matter of really understanding our capacity and that changes through life and our, mm-hmm. our priorities change, right? So mm-hmm. um, just being able to kind of take some inventory of that. And then as, as we change, how do we, how do we make those changes as we're giving? I mean, you were uh, uh, sharing that, you know, this work that you're doing with the elderly probably mm-hmm. wasn't something you were doing 10 years ago. So no. as we're changing, we're finding new ways to give back that are more meaningful to us right. and, and to others. Because if we're if we're not fully present, people recognize that. So true. And what I enjoy about what I'm doing is the fact that the joy I'm getting is because I'm using my talent, respectfully, not being considered or anything like that. And the joy I'm bringing to the people that are receiving it in the sense that they look at it like, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. I love it. So glad you were in my life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess we feed off each other's energy. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that that's what's key, right? Mm-hmm. We all, I mean, to see the happiness on someone's face when you're giving is receiving. That's that in itself. Precisely. Precisely. Is you know, and there is there is this ebb and flow. Uh, mm-hmm. We, you know, uh, receiving is the other side of giving. That's and correct. That's where the joy comes in. Right. So true. By the way, I read somewhere Generation Z is probably the most interested in astrology among all the different generations. Mm-hmm. What's your take mm-hmm. on that? Well, I can't, I mean, I'm not Generation C, so I can't, uh, I can share with you my perspective. Um, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I, I work with them throughout the day and, um, but I can say, I think, my, my thought, I, it, it could be many mm-hmm. things, but my thought is, this is a, a generation who has not seen stability, right? Mm. They're trying to make sense. You know, America was built on a dream. We're not mm-hmm. seeing that dream today. There's a lot of anxiety um, with this group as well because of the uncertainty. But I think one of the things that astrology assists us with is making sense, making meaning. Uh, Joseph Campbell said, life has no meaning. We bring the meaning to life. And I think it's a way for them to kind of, to to be more self-aware, to understand mm-hmm. again, this is a a tool that can help individuals um, understand cycles in their life, make sense out of what's happening around them, right? Because just as we're growing and evolving um, as an individual, um, astrologically, we're seeing you know things changing. Um, within our communities, within our countries, globally now. So mm-hmm. how I, I really feel it's it's something that helps them to make sense out of something that doesn't always make sense. 
right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I can share that when I began, I, I mentioned that I was going through a lot of upheaval. And so uh, it really was insightful to understand what kind of a cycle I was going through and then second, that it wasn't going to last forever because, let me tell you, you know, when you're going through something that really feels like your world is getting shaken up and the rug's mm-hmm. pulled out from underneath, um, it, it can be painful and it can you can feel out of control. Uh, but when you have something to – for me, it's, it, it gives us an objective view as well as to um, really – how we came in, who we are, and what the potential is within our lifetime. So I think that that it it helps them to make sense. Really, I guess that would be mm-hmm. my kind of take on it. You know, sure. certainly it helps them connect in many ways. It it you know, um, but I, I just think that because of the times are so turbulent right now, um, it it helps bring some meaning to their lives. Sure, sure, that makes sense. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and HopHopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our December edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspiration for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. My guest for this morning is Kathy Curran. Kathy is an author, family astrologer, lifestyle design coach, Gallup certified strength coach, and an adjunct professor at Pepperdine University Graduate School of Education and Psychology. As a family astrologist and lifestyle design coach, Kathy works with individuals and families to develop happier and more fulfilling lifestyles using the ancient wisdom of astrology, mindful practices to date design techniques. She tends to the interior of the self and the stage of one's life through their home, office, and places, creating spaces people want to be in. Kathy believes our home should be provide a living area reflecting our authenticity and a life lived purposefully. Connecting one's inner self with the outer world, she brings depth to her design to assist in creating environments that support individuals through life and all its transitions. Kathy is also our featured expert contributor to our Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine since our premiere edition in May of 2021. Her column, Kitchen Table Conversations, always offers something inspiring and empowering. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her December story titled, Enjoy. Our Kitchen Table Conversation this morning is about a remarkable life's journey and about Life, Love, and Laughter, The Essence of Joyful Living 360. Kathy, what is conscious parenting? Mm, Conscious parenting is being aware of of how you interact within your family. Uh, Basically, it's it's this, you know, so much of what we do um, Mm -hmm. is unconscious. Those behaviors we talked about early childhood, 
you know, I, I don't know. I used to say, I'm never going to be like my, do these things like my mom did because, you know, she did a lot of good things. But then there were things that I thought, no, I can't do that. To my, mm-hmm. And then one day these words come out of your mouth and you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I think it's it's being aware of, of our thoughts, behaviors, and actions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's really just being conscious um, in any way, but especially important with parenting to, to really – think, okay, how how has my behavior contributed positively or negatively? Because certainly mm. mm-hmm. if it were contributing positively, we want to do more of that. Right. So, um, so just being to recognize who you are within that role is conscious parenting. That's true. Very, very true. How can we use that concept in our kitchen table conversations to connect and reconnect mm. with our loved ones in a deeper and more meaningful way? Mm. Uh, you know, I think of uh, those, how some of those holiday conversations can go. Uh, mm. Sometimes, you know, behaviors from childhood show up, even in adult uh, interactions, but I, I really think if we can just allow um, people to be themselves, to understand again, uh, you know that that each one in our family has a different personality, but then also to just really be invested in who someone is, to give them that time. I mean, time is just an amazing thing that we think we have forever until we don't. Mm -hmm. And so being able to really um, appreciate those things about individuals um, and even recognizing, you know, with our children, reviewing, reviewing the, the fun things that happen throughout the year. Um, as I said, I think I, I talk to people in my, I, I meet a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people. Uh, people are going through a lot right now. So being able to just really appreciate, you know, what what we've gotten through maybe as a family, um, how we've grown and, and appreciating each other for the uniqueness that they bring and how they contribute to um, the family. Um, it's not always an easy situation. There are some that may not want to be engaged in those conversations, but I think we can at least uh, mm-hmm. give ourselves uh, some sense around giving people that space and acknowledgement. It can go a long way. Interesting. So basically, when I tell people in terms of effective communication is listening someone into existence. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, really, all, all of us just want to be heard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's why, um, you know, so many uh, individuals, you know, feel, um, I guess, uh, lost in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Is because they don't feel understood, right? But it's it's an amazing thing that yes, when you're able to really hear someone, regardless where they are at in their lives, what's mm-hmm. falling apart, 
what's positive, it's an amazing it's an amazing experience. Right. Right. It's true, it's very true. Because one of the things that I talk about you in the scholastic field and I'm sure you heard of effective listening, active listening and so forth. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. problem with that is like when I share it with my audiences and so forth, I say, Well, active listening you can't wait. You're listening to something and you try and repeat what they say so that you can throw in your two cents. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, when you listen someone into existence, you're just totally listening. There's nothing rebut to come or you can't wait to jump in. That's something that I learned long time ago. I remembered running into, and this is interesting when you talk about generational-wise. I remember when I was traveling the Midwest, you're talking about you're from Chicago and all that. I've been mm-hmm. up and down Illinois with my foster father during the off-school season. We run into his buddies, and what they will do, they'll put their hands around me. Young men, what's your story? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the layup. And mm-hmm. they want to hear about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because somewhere in that story, they can find a connection. Absolutely. That's true. And that's the beauty of it. And it goes back when you talk about, you know, uh, mindfulness or meditation. Uh, Mm -hmm. What that teaches me is to be present. Mm -hmm. And we can listen, but that doesn't mean we always hear. Right. (laughs) You know, we're not always listening to the words. and. Even, um, you know, part of uh, of my training was uh, mm-hmm. understanding uh, a formal uh, class that I took in um, mindfulness practice and theory. And part yeah. of that was this concept of staying present without thinking, like you're saying, without thinking ahead mm-hmm. to we already know what this individual is going to say, or we already yeah. have an answer. or we right. Because that's not what most of us are looking for. I, I come mm-hmm. from the um, kind of the school that individuals, I, I have a lot of faith in mm-hmm. individuals in, in that self-understanding. I think they just haven't had the opportunity or the space mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. let it out. Right, to express themselves. Mm-hmm. and not being judged, basically, because it comes back to the thing where simple layman's term, you know, what's your story, young man or young woman? <laughs> yes, and if if you are able to share it without, like right. you're saying, without that judgment of, oh, mm-hmm. well, that's, you know, you mm-hmm. need to change that story, right? Right, right, right. So I thought that was the beauty of it because, in essence, what they were looking for they are looking for something in there that they can connect. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, it's really wonderful because they now know the wonderful you, mm-hmm. basically, in a nutshell. Yeah, it's a, it's a fabulous thing to be accepted. Right, right. So true. What do we need to know about the difference between the words emotion and feelings? Mm. Well... There's a, I think one is that emotions tend to, I mean, it's there's that motion piece to it. It tends to be a automatic, reactive mm-hmm. place that we go to. Maybe when we hear something or um, are you know triggered by something that uh, is uncomfortable, and 
feelings to me are are this more conscious part of ourselves. It, it tends to come after mm-hmm. this reaction, and so uh, to me, the goal is to be able to work with those triggers, to work with the automatic responses we get um, from another time, from something maybe earlier days. But the feelings part is the more conscious part, the part that we have a little bit, you know, we can process it a little bit more, start maybe making some different choices. But um, the other piece I think is really important to know is is those emotions trigger a whole <laughs> list of chemical reactions that go on in our body. So mm-hmm. being able to really break those feelings down, understand why we're feeling that way. Um, I, I, one of my practices is that when I find myself getting upset or something kind of throws me, I tend to step back. In an earlier time, I would probably just let that knock me down. Now I step back, process it for myself and say, you know, which part of this, which part of this is from present time, which part might be from somewhere else, and what part is me, what part is is coming from the other person. And then when I get that clear, then I have another conversation when I'm not mm-hmm. in that reactive mode because re- when we're reacting, we're not listening, we're not speaking clearly, we're just mm-hmm. kind of caught up in, in that emotion. Right, so true, so very true. How can we encourage children to express and share their feelings mm-hmm. to strengthen their authentic selves? By by our own actions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, being able to not hide what's maybe going on <laughs> with us, right? Okay. Kids are so smart. Kids are, you know, and and I I think as a as a young kid because of the the sensitivity I had around things that were going on. Uh, Mm. I'm very energetically sensitive. So, um, for example, I used to work uh, with someone who would, she would walk in the room and you could just feel the negative energy, right? Wow. And she would say, no, 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 I don't, I just don't want to talk about it. But Mm. sometimes, you know, we can walk in with something like that, or uh, maybe you you ask your partner, oh, uh, what's what's wrong? And they say nothing, but you know, right? right Energetically, right, right, you right, know. Right. Now with kids, certainly we're not going to spill out, you know, adult problems, <laughs> but we certainly yeah. can share with them how we're feeling, how maybe we reacted uh, inappropriately. That next time, you know, next time I'd like to do it this way. Um, and I think really having those conversations, helping them learn to express what's happening because kids feel it in their body first, right? And right, they don't right. always have the words. Um, and sometimes that could go on. I mean, the toddler years are very similar to the teenage years. Teenagers mm-hmm. are going through a lot of emotions. So just being able to um, represent that. For them right. and and again, I think just understand um, we don't learn these things in one lesson in one time. It takes consistency, 
you know, uh, especially if we ourselves are trying to change habits. Mm-hmm. We can often fall back ourselves. So I think, you know, the patience of of being able to um, share our and not say nothing's happening when something is happening uh, mm-hmm. is helping mm-hmm. it, is helping kids realize that um, there is some um, consistency to what we're saying and what they're feeling because they do feel our energy mm-hmm. as well. Right. And you'll find that also that the kids say it like it is. Oh, There's yeah. no articulation or whatever you want to call it. In some ways, trying to make things up. <laughs> yeah. That we adults tend to do sometimes. And they mm-hmm. just call it the way it is, which in essence, being the authentic self. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh that is, I think, kids teach us as much as we teach them. Mm-hmm. You know, we are gifted. If we're parents, I mean, believe me, I know how challenging it can be, but um, what a gift we've been given to mm-hmm. have that opportunity because they really show us ourselves in yeah. all kinds yeah. of ways. Very, very interesting. Is there a direct effect on the quality of one's life as to how they communicate? Certainly, certainly. Um, The number one uh, answer to challenges that people have at work is poor communication. And again, let's face it, that's not something that maybe we grew up doing well or um, understanding well. And uh, it, it takes them, like you've said, Johnny. You've you know you've done some research on it. You teach, you you give workshops on it, and um, sadly, it it takes some some time to really understand how to be a good communicator. And mm-hmm. and so the answer is yes, yes. When we can communicate in a way. Uh, when you're a good communicator, you can communicate something that's very uncomfortable, but deliver it in a way that the other person can hear it. So I think it absolutely affects how successful we are. Very interesting. Very true. When does gratitude come into the picture? Mm, daily. <laughs> gratitude. Gratitude is something I think... Um, you know, it's part of when, when I created the interactive journal for mm-hmm. parents and children. Gratitude was something. Now, at the time, the research wasn't out on it. I mean, I, I created that journal probably close to 30 years ago, the, the, the basis of it. And I just knew that despite all the upheaval, the, the challenges that I was facing, each day I could think of at least three things that I could be thankful for. And now now we know that gratitude is something that really creates more good in our life, right? There's the saying, gratitude is latitude. Mm-hmm. Again, it's what we give outcomes back. So when we're, we're all connected, to each other, you know. I think that's one of the, the the phrases that was used as we were all going through COVID. We mm-hmm. are all parts of this bigger picture, and if we can really begin to understand that, 
what a great place we can be in. But gratitude is um, is something that really sustains who I am and in how I go about my day. Um, because life is is the good, the bad, the 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 all of these things. None of us can go through life without challenges, you know, turning up. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. that's just if we can look at that as an opportunity and and recognize that you know we're being given again we may not see it at the time but it's it's food for growth and um and certainly i don't you know disregard how painful our lives can be at times but i think if we can have this this idea that you know what today's a tough day but darn it <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my health. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for mm-hmm. my family, my friendships. It doesn't... One of the things that I learned going through my divorce was life is simple. It really mm-hmm. is the simplicity of life that creates happiness and the joy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Is humor an essential ingredient in life and communication? <laughs> Well, if we can't laugh at ourselves as parents, I mean, I'm sorry. there are so many times when you go, what? So, um, I, yes, it is, you know, one of the things I like to do through the holidays is you watch me go to holiday rom-com. Why? Because they're funny. They, uh-huh. You know, it makes life, uh, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could all, within like two hours, solve all of our problems and all be happy? But <laughs> I think we have to laugh. We have to laugh yeah. at life. It's yeah. healing. It's soothing. It, it's, it's always good to have a good laugh. <laughs> That's true. Very, very true. What is the greatest challenge we encounter in making the conscious shift to living life mm-hmm. with intentions of cultivating joy and happiness in ourselves and in others? You know, when you mentioned it, we're all different, we're all unique. You know, that's one of the driving questions when I went, where my interest in this concept of psychology came from was, yeah. you know, what what motivates people to change? Yeah. And I think it, it, it's, um, I can tell you from looking at, you know, uh, the uh, transits to one's astrological chart, meaning how things, how the planets are affecting one during mm-hmm. a certain cycles. I can tell you they'll either go uh, along with it, or they'll go kicking and screaming oftentimes when change turns mm. up. But um, I think that's a that's a, a philosophical question that I'm still trying to uh, figure out is what makes one change and what doesn't. I think experiences certainly can be the catapult to to the awareness. I know it was for me and it can be and and this is where the gift is in sometimes those things that seem devastating to us because they shake us up. They wake us up. Yeah. So um, I think the biggest challenge is you know um, really being able to look at ourselves. Uh, I think of my own self much of you know when I was going through this idea of transformation and really having to take self-responsibility, 
much of my my voice was going outside, blaming others, looking at mm-hmm. who wronged mm-hmm. me. So I right. think that's another big challenge. But I think for each of us, that's different. And I and I can't tell you what would be that thing that triggers it. But mm-hmm. generally, it would be um, something life-changing that wakes us up. It's true. Very true. Where can someone go to get more information about you, your services, and keep up with your latest happenings? Oh, thank you. They can go to my website, which is Astrological Interiors. One word, astrologicalinteriors.com. And uh, they can find to read some uh, interesting uh, blogs and, and look at some information if they're not familiar about astrology um, and contact me through that website if they'd like. Wonderful. As we close this hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Oh, my recipe for living is to thine own self be true. Because what happens when you're true to yourself, you can allow others to be true to themselves. Wonderful. Kathy, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from my Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Wednesday morning, December 20th at 10 a.m. Central Time U.S. My guest will be Marlene Buchanan. Marlene is an award-winning author and speaker. She won the Georgia Independent Authors of the Year Award in 2020 and 2021. She is the Hey Y'all columnist for the GwinnettCitizen.com. Marlene is also the president of the Southern Sisters in Crime, and she is the columnist for Anything Goes with Mama Marlene for our Inspirations for a Better Living digital magazine. Marlene and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and kitchen table conversation about life, love, and laughter for this holiday season as well. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed week. Kathy, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you again, and have a very blessed day. Thank you so much, Johnny, and happy holidays to all your listeners. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 